Welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast. I'm Gemma Bernad, the Manifesting Mum. Listen up, gorgeous soul. Manifesting is an inside job. If you want to transform your life, you must transform yourself first. Why? Because you don't manifest what you think, you manifest what you believe. And I'm here to help you change your beliefs so you can create anything you want. In these episodes, we're going to dive deep into all things manifesting and mindset with a dash of woo-woo. So if you're the type of mum that's sick of feeling unfulfilled, tired of being overwhelmed, and is totally ready to wake up every day loving life, then it's your time to learn how to make it all happen with courage, confidence, and most importantly, with love. This is going to be life-changing, so let's do this. This episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast is proudly brought to you by my Rapid Manifesting Private Coaching Program. Listen, if you're the type of mum that's done with feeling stuck, sick of feeling like something is holding you back and is totally ready to step into your power to manifest financial freedom, an extraordinarily successful career or business, a balanced and calm life, lots of tropical holidays, a loving and happy relationship, all the most amazing health you've ever had, then this is for you because The truth is you could continue to manifest all on your own and continue to struggle wondering why it's not working out how you want. Or you could join my Rapid Manifesting Private Coaching Program and use my four-step Rapid Manifesting Blueprint to release what's holding you back and step into your power to manifest it all. You do not need to struggle for another minute. In fact, you don't even need to struggle for another second. Spots are now open for April, so email me at hello at themanifestingmums.com for more information. Plus, as an added bonus, I'm gifting those who join the program my Rapidly Manifest $1,000 in Under 28 Day program for free. And it goes without saying that program is worth at least $1,000. So, pause this episode and reach out to me on email or via Facebook at The Manifesting Mums or on Instagram at at the Manifesting Mums. I'm excited to work with you, but for now, let's get into this episode. Hey, beautiful Manifesting Mums. It's Gemma, the Manifesting Mum. It's podcast time. How exciting. So I hope you've got a cup of coffee. Maybe it's a glass of wine or champagne. Maybe it's just a green smoothie. Either way, I hope wherever you're listening to this that you are maybe relaxing. Gee, wouldn't that be nice? Putting your feet up, having a little bit of time out and just chilling. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're on the way to work or you're running around or you're doing some running or you're doing something. I don't really care. I'm just so grateful that you're here with me today for podcast time and it is episode 38. It's such a good episode. Oh my goodness. It is so good. You are going to love my guest on today's podcast. Her energy is so infectious. I know if you don't get off this call and feel totally inspired and believing in yourself that anything is possible, then I don't know, reach out to me because we need a chat, sister. I am so lucky to be welcoming onto the podcast Amy Cox from Playful Little Learners. She is creating the most beautiful business. She has a huge following over on Instagram, which is all geared towards helping mums to inject and infuse more play and more fun in a really simple way into their lives with their children. 
And one of the reasons I got Amy on is because she is a serious manifesting mum, I have to say. Like she's using her superpowers to create her dream life. But as I said, her energy is amazing and I love the idea of injecting fun into our lives, more fun and more play because manifesting from a place of just ease and fun and laughter and joy is so powerful and that's what life is supposed to be about. It is really about experiencing and feeling that just abundance of joy and just letting that stretch into your life. And Amy just has such a beautiful message to share around that. And I know you're going to love it. And it was so, for me, this is probably a bit of a selfish episode too, because I have to say, there's one thing I have struggled with most over the years. It's just like chilling and just really being present in the moment and taking it all in and just having fun And just, you know, really enjoying myself, like really letting go and just freely enjoying myself and just having fun and laughing and playing around. And I've I've probably really noticed that because I do have some young kids. And after recording this episode with Amy, I know the time that I spent with my children that week was just so different. I don't know. I just really allowed myself to be to be with them, to be in the moment. It's so beautiful. And as a result, I've got to say, I did find that there were things that were popping up into my life that just kind of flowed in. Like I was just manifesting things with ease. There was something that I'd been working on. I knew I wanted to work with some really amazing mentors in my business and that opportunity just sprung up out of nowhere and I'm taking the leap. Even though I'm not ready financially for it, I'm taking the leap anyway because I know it's going to pay off. So there is a lot to be said for really just allowing so much play and fun into your life and using that as a real energy to connect with, to manifest from. And Amy's really, her story is just beautiful. She's so purpose-driven. She is so connected with her passion for life, for what she's doing. And you'll really feel that through this episode. So enjoy and I'd really love to hear from you. So screenshot it, send me an email, hello at the Manifesting Mums, tag me over on Instagram and Insta stories at the Manifesting Mums and just let me know that you've listened to this episode and let me know how powerful you found it because I just absolutely loved it. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Amy from Playful Little Learners. Welcome beautiful Manifesting Mums to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. Holy moly, strap on your seatbelts. Seriously, have I got an episode coming up for you? I am so lucky to have an amazing guest on the podcast today. You are going to freaking love her. The energy before I even hit record on this is next level. We're both extroverts. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of talking, probably at a very fast pace, too. So you might want to make sure you slow the speed down on this podcast because we have got so much goodness to dish up to you. I am joined by the incredibly amazing, talented, gorgeous soul that is Amy Cox from Playful Little Learners. If you are not following on her on Instagram, first of all, you're probably living under a rock because I think she's got about 80,000 followers. So, you know, I know you are going to know who this woman is. 
Amy is a gorgeous mum of four, beautiful. I mean, like seriously, check out her kids. They are just the most gorgeous souls ever, honestly. Four beautiful children. She's also an award-winning school teacher. Hello. This woman knows how to lead and guide children, but she's also the founder, the creator of, as I said, Playful Little Learners, but the Play Squad, which is her online membership. She, As we're recording this, she is mid-launch, so the doors are open to her membership. Unfortunately, by the time this goes to air, you probably will have missed the boat, but you're probably going to want to get on it next time. And she's also got a podcast too, the Play, Squ- Play Squad podcast. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so you can catch that over on iTunes if you have little kids, you know, preschool age, early school age. It's going to be an amazing podcast for you to listen to. Not only is she all of those amazing things, she's a pretty cool chick. Let's just be honest. She says she's a little bit woo-woo, which Hello, she's on the Manifesting Mum podcast. So how cool is that? I am so excited. This conversation is going to be amazing. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Gemma, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honoured to be here. Oh my God. Well, it's like a double honour. I'm honoured. You're honoured. Our guests are going to be totally honoured as well. This conversation, I'm so excited for this one because as I said to you before we hit record on this, for me, as a mum, five children in varying different ages, you know, business, all the, all the stuff going on, there's no doubt overwhelm is something that creeps into my life. And what I don't spend enough time doing is being present, being playful and being imperfect sometimes as well. And your message is so clear on that. And I'm excited to get into that conversation to talk so we can really empower mums to just be in the moment, whether it's with their kids or not, be imperfect, be playful and manifest from that place. But before we like go all into that sort of stuff, because there's so much, there really is, let's please tell me, I want to know about you. Who's Amy? Where does she come from? And how have you created the amazingness that is Playful Little Learners? Oh, Gemma, what an intro. I'm just, before we even get started, I'm, I'm only halfway through my coffee. I'm already, we're already, this is, this is going to be wonderful. So, um, look, I am a teacher um, and I come from a family of teachers. My dad was a principal, my mum is a teacher, like my auntie, the auntie's dog, like everyone in my life <laughs> is a teacher. Uh, and so um, I was a bit of a rebel uh, without a cause in high school, just a bit lost, you know, and it wasn't until... Um, Because I wasn't going to be a teacher. I wasn't doing what my family Mm -hmm. was doing. I'm going to pay, you know, I'm going my own way, you know. Um, And it wasn't until I found teaching that I was like, holy cow, like this, this, I'm coming home. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, And so I think that like a part of, I found myself really when I first started um, my teaching journey and I was super lucky in those early years when I first was out from university that I was surrounded by a leadership team that was the embodiment of everything, everything that I had learned about at university. Um, And sort of like, you know, post that I'd sort of won a couple of awards and, you know, I was on the vice chancellor's list at my uni and like all of these sort of things. So it's like, you know, you just find your zone. It was my zone. Um, And then my hubby and I, because my hubby's also a teacher, met him at uni, you know. (laughs) We moved to China in 2019. And so away, you know, away from all family and everything like that. And we taught at an international school for a year. Um, and at this international school, uh, just I got a big fat slap in the face because I had 
three and four-year-old children from all over the world where they were coming as English as their second or even third language for some of them. Mm. So communication was really, really yeah. difficult. Um, but I realized something um, because my classroom at that stage was one of the newer ones. We weren't as real, well resourced as others and coming from like a school that had a wonderful resources and, you know, all of that sort of bits and pieces. Um, I realized within the first month of being in that school that all of a sudden, like, even though these kids are coming from all of these diverse countries with cultures and languages and so different, there was one language that was universal amongst every single one of those children coming from all pockets of the world. And you know what it is. Mm. It was play. Oh it was God. play. It was play, it. play. And it sort of was really eye opening for me. Who was like a really a type, like I'm an A type personality. Yep. Like my classroom was like, everything was matching and a, you know, just A type. Mm -hmm. And this for me was just such a big eye opener. Anyway, we moved back to, um, to uh, Perth. I'm from Perth in Western Australia. And we had our first child in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, and I returned to work in some capacity or another. Um, Gemma, I've got four kids. So um, I know you've got five. Wow, hey, that's... <laughs> more the merrier. That's more the merrier, let's be honest. <laughs> um, we had our kids, four kids in five years. And I had bounced to work between... Because um, at that stage, my you know, our financial situation required us to go back. And it was in this time that um, there was a leadership change at the school that I was at. Um, we'd done all this amazing work with all these incredible educators. And as I mentioned, that were the embodiment of everything I'd learnt at university, you know, mm. learnt about at university. Um, and sort of, it, and obviously, you know, a change in uh, presence, a change in style, um, and lots of things that we had created and lots of things that I was seeing was starting to be just squeezed out. So the more formalised learning was started to be pushed down through our kids. Um, my capacity was part-time. So like my personality is like 150%. And yes. so I really struggled. I really, really struggled with that. Um, and look, I got to the stage, I was crying before work and, you know, all of the horrible things that you just don't want in your life. You want your life to be, you know, if you're going to work, I'm being away from my kids. I cried leaving my kids anyway, yeah. let alone, you know, going to a job that I felt like I, it was just, you know, in your, in your, in every fiber of my being, it just didn't feel right. And that sounds so dramatic. Let's be honest. Like I love the parents. I love the kids. I love the teachers, but just, there was this shift. Yes. Um, and Look, that really, it was a pang and it hurt me. And it was just one of those times in your life, I thought, why is this happening? Like, why can't it be the way it was? Why can't it be easy? And it's only with hindsight that I can look back and realise that that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen mm. in the way it did. What a anyway. message, isn't it? Like, that's such a message, isn't it? Like, when uh -huh. the people that are there at the moment that are in the thick of it, whatever it looks like, whatever struggle it is, like, you have to trust this is all part uh -huh. of process yeah so like amidst this time also like um my nan passed away which was really yeah. she was like just the center of the whole you know whole family yeah. but it, and this is where I'm going to get a bit woo woo so bear with me um and it was it, like around that time that I started having a dream that my nan was coming to me and I had about four or five of these and every time she was presenting me with these two numbers two numbers every time so nan is like giving me these numbers so I'm like maybe I'm supposed to win the lotto like <laughs> I'm winning the lottery. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Nana's telling me about these lottery numbers. So I'm like, okay, you know, I put the numbers on and every time the dates lined up with those numbers, I'm like, something significant's going to happen today. Anyway, 
that I'll come back to that um, in a minute. Um, anyway, between all of this, between having all these kids, um, I, I was at home with my kids part-time teaching, you know, struggling, doing all the things like we are. Um, and I just got to the stage where I, like I was, I felt like I was drowning and it wasn't until, um, and then so amidst all of this, I was like, I'm going to create a business that promotes play as a valuable tool for learning because that's something that I know in the fibre of my being and B supports mums because I wish that I had something right now to yes. support, uplift and champion me within the context of my life with early, with my early Love years it. But selling physical things, um, Gemma, like I just, like three kids under, I think, yeah, three kids under three it was, 2014 I launched this business, had stock coming in for everything. That's not my zone of genius, stock management and packing. And uh, I was hospitalized because I was going at 150% for like four days. Anyway, it was... (laughs) Yeah, too much. Too much. I'm I'm rambling a bit. We'll get to the point. Total misalignment though. Interesting, isn't it? Like, because you mean, I know from the conversation we had, you're you know, you've got a lot going on at the moment, but you, when you're misaligned and you've got a lot going on, what happens? The universe will show you a way to say, this is not right. And you ended up getting sick. Again. Yes, mm. exactly. It, like the mission was there, but just the yes. delivery, it just wasn't in the context that was suited for my young family. And it wasn't until, and the, you know, again, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this, but the universe literally presents you with opportunities at exactly the right time. Also amidst this, like we were living in a really old house and the roof fell in and I got electrocuted. You know, it was just one of those. Like, was, oh my God. Right. It was a time. It was a time. And then in 2016, my husband got a job um, and he's, oh, he's, an, he's just a such a beautiful human he works with indigenous australians um you know encouraging them to develop their life skills and employment prospects and we moved up to the pilbara and all of a sudden i had the financial capacity to stop and just be and be mum and Mm. oh my god Gemma, it was like i cannot tell you 2016 we moved like 2000 kilometers away from everybody we knew and everyone's like you're gonna struggle you're gonna i'm like i was i came home i came home that year and um, and, and that's when, like, I started sharing my bits and pieces over Instagram. I grew a couple of communities, um, and sort of like mid 2017, after a bit of that, I realized that, um, again, this, we're talking about this misalignment. I was out of alignment because the stuff that I was putting out, some of the feedback I was getting from people were like, I'm not doing enough with my kids and I need it. And it made me feel really yuck because like the reason why I was sharing was to help and support. And it just, that, again, that mismatch. Um, and so then I started, my husband started whispering about going back to work because at that stage I had, you know, four kids under five, the youngest one was getting a bit older and I just, I knew it, with every fibre of my being that the school isn't a place for me anymore. My place yeah. is elsewhere. Um, and then I started dreaming about, um, my place squad membership and having an online community for people to interact with each other and support each other and champion each other and embrace imperfection. Perfection is a unicorn, a mystical unicorn, and just be surrounded with these women that want to embrace these imperfect moments with the young kids. And so I started dreaming about that, and that was when I like I dove headfirst into this entrepreneurship journey um, because I failed at well, you know, I say fail. I personally don't believe there's anything that failure is not a thing. It's True. really just a stepping stone for success, I believe. Because yes, totally get- on the same page. Yeah, to get the lesson you want, the, the outcome you want, or the lesson that you needed. And within that first business, I got the lesson that I needed. Like I needed support to develop the skills and all the things to be able to run a successful business online. And um, 
yeah, so I invested in my development, like met some incredible humans um, and just read everything and devoured every podcast and every audio book and, you know. Um, and so then in August last year of 2018, I launched my Play Squad membership um, and that is where I'm at right now. Wow. What a journey. Holy moly. Have you done a lot in those few years too? Which yeah. is you know, it's so interesting actually. I wasn't going to ask this, but I know Tony Robbins is really big on, this is a complete, not a direct quote either, by the way, but <laughs> that people always underestimate what they can do in 10 years and overestimate what they can do in one year. Like, and you just told us a story basically from 2009 to 2019, <laughs> 10 years, and how much you've done in that time, you know, like we just can, there's so much like life can be so different can't like I mean 10 years you go 10 years is so far away but really I mean sure, I'm sure that's feel just like you've blinked and it's gone yeah. like it, it's just gone so fast but you know the destination is it you're here, I was say here now like I'm sure there's so much more that you want but you're in a place now where you said to me you you know you were dreaming of this place squad it is real it is happening is you launched it you're in a second launch now as well like it is happening how does it feel like what's the journey felt like in order to get here versus what does the destiny what does it feel like now you're here Look, um, I'm such. A, I'm going to throw some quotes at you today, Gemma. I'm just oh, such please. a quote paper. Have you heard of Les Brown? Yes, I have. There's this beautiful analogy you might have heard of called the Chinese bamboo tree, and it's about the, there's um, these farmers and they farm the soil. And the Chinese bamboo tree it takes five years of being really putting all this energy and effort into um, growing this Chinese bamboo tree. And like people were walking past the farmers that are doing the Chinese bamboo tree farming, and they're thinking, oh, like you know, what are you doing? Aren't you just wasting your time putting all this energy into soil that nothing is even sprouting from? Um, and after the fifth year of doing all of these things all of a sudden the Chinese bamboo tree shoots through the soil and it's like you know 20 meters high mm -hmm. in a matter of months so it's like all of this groundwork and all of these things that are happening behind the scenes have been for the outcome externally now that's been you know that people yes. can see Love and I mentioned to you off air like the journey um, is as important as the destination I feel like throughout this whole period of time and what like throughout everything I've read and everyone I've spoken to, it's honestly this journey of coming into your own, being able to accept and being able to put yourself out there. Like, you know how difficult it is to be able to be mm. sit in your own imperfection and say like, here I am, this is my message. Like you could give me a big slap in the face and say no, you know, and yes, I feel like absolutely. that for me has just that confidence built and all of that is just, yeah, it's been a really massive thing, but I'm just, I just love where I am now. I love my squatties. We've got like almost 200 of them now and we're just beautiful humans that um, I love. Yeah, I just love connecting with them. It's amazing too. But I mean, it's, the, it's so much the energy that you put out too. I mean, we attract what we are. Like, you know, we really do. What we put out into the universe is exactly what we get back, isn't it? And you, like, even just now, I mean, I wish that everyone that's listening to this could be present to see this interview too because your energy is incredibly infectious and I know that will come through in your voice but your energy is so infectious and it's so like that just you know even talking to you now it excites me and enthuses me and makes me feel great as well which is fantastic but it's so true like we attract we do we attract who we are and have you always been like this like have you I mean you said you're, you've called yourself an extrovert but have you always you know is this 
how you've always been? Have you always been so passionate, so infectious, so enthusiastic? Or is it really also that, yeah, you've been a little bit that way, but you've felt like you've, like you are sitting squarely in your purpose right now and it's all just come together and it's kind of just, you know, exploding out. There may be tears, Gemma. I warned you off air. I'm really, like, I'm very at the moment. Lots of energy. Look, um, to be, get to really personal with you, my mum suffers from depression, anxiety, and she um, has lived her life parenting from that victim mode, you know? Mm. And I feel like it, like lots of what happened in my, um, I feel like who I am now is who I've always been, but it's only really been in the last few years that I've really been able to sit in, this is who I am. You know, and I'm, I'm comfortable and happy. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life because this is, this is who I am. And I realise that, like, you know, coming and stepping into this position um, and just seeing, like, the reason why I responded and reacted in those early, like, in my teenage years and all that was because, like, that victim mode has never sat. Like, I just can't, that's not who I am and that really does rub the wrong way. And I feel like now that I'm an adult and I'm, you know, confident and um, enough in my and who I am and what, my, what I stand for, um, like the cause for me is worth me putting myself out there and it's worth like I'm a big Brene Brown. Um, yes. I just love Brene Brown oh and God, the power of her work. Oh, she's incredible. And I feel like I've read so much of her um, work and her books and also I've heard so many of her talks and just, I feel like that confidence to be like my cause, my purpose is bigger than me mm. and people can't be their best until I'm my best. And so I think, um, that for me has been, yeah, a really massive thing. But um, it's kind of a great leader, really. The yeah. ability to be vulnerable and to take the steps that need to be taken before others are willing and able to do it, you know. And that's that's what makes a great leader. And there's no doubt you're a leader within your community. But what also is, I mean, that passion that you have. I, I mean, I love that. I mean, you've obviously like teachings kind of in your blood, you know, but you know, you said you've come home, like how important has that part been to you in creating what you've created? Like how important has that alignment, that connection, that purpose and that passion been for you in this whole journey? Oh, it's been so important, Gemma. And I'm going to, I'm sorry, I keep throwing out people's names, but um, I just love Carrie Green. I love Carrie Green. And again, we spoke about reflection, mm. you know, like everything has been happening for a reason. And I think, you know who you are in the deepest part of who you are. And as you navigate your life, things happen that sort of like, as you start steering off the course, things happen like out here, this, I was going back to teaching and it banged me back in and like things like, and Carrie Green talks about these, um, uh, like divine breadcrumbs. And oh, so yes. you like these little, you, you get these little crumbs that are presented to you that piques your interest. Because I think so many times, so many times in life, people think, okay, what am I going to do? I can choose this path or I can choose this path. But it's not about that. It's about like following where those little breadcrumbs take you. What piques your interest? And, and I feel like for me, I was in that zone of what am I going to do? Like I know that this is what I stand for. I know what I'm passionate about, but like how does that translate to who I want to become? And it was only through those and in reflection again and those little um breadcrumbs and like I told you that story about my nan in my dream um Gemma mm. and I'm maybe detouring a bit but um like I told you that in 2017 I just jumped headfirst into this entrepreneurial journey like listen to I just cannot tell you how much I've read um 
this past 18 months. Mm. But um, I was listening one night, I was cleaning up, like doing vacuuming or something. And I was listening to a wonderful podcast by James Wedmore. Mm. Um, and just by random coincidence, this is just before um, I was about to launch into my first round of Play Squad. And I was feeling so nervous and people aren't going to like me. And what, you know, why would anyone care about what I have to say? And all of the doubt, the doubt, doubt, doubt. And so, you know, as I always do when I'm doing housework, because I hate housework, yes. I've got my earphones in and I'm vacuuming away and just randomly on my iPhone came up a James Wedmore podcast about dream analysis. And this is like oh. 11.30 at night. Didn't choose it, just, you know, popped up. I'm vacuuming away um, and this, like he was interviewing someone that analyzes dreams and it came to um, like a few of his listeners were submitting their ideas and one of them had a dream about numbers and they were talking about interpreting things and it said, and I will cry when I talk about this because it was so pivotal in moving forward for me because <laughs> the emotions. I love I it. Heard, I heard this podcast and it was saying that like if you dream about someone that you love that have died, it's your brain's way of interpreting what like you already know within the fiber of your being. And it was that, um, and someone passing signifies a part of you finishing and something new starting. So something new finishing. I was literally on the cusp of it and the numbers, they analyzed the numbers and the numbers were all about serving, standing up for your cause, learning. And I literally like, dropped to my knees and sobbed because I was like for so many years I was like oh it's a lot of number oh there you know there's no real significance and it wasn't until that moment and because it's hard putting yourself out there and it's hard stepping into you know um, a position where you're vulnerable and to say this is what I have to offer and do you want it but it wasn't until that moment that I, it, it hit home everything that has happened and something so many years ago, this was like five years ago that I was yes. dreaming about that. It is so significant because your body, you know, you know, the way yes. the universe wants, you know, the universe wants what you want. The universe is, has got your back. What you want also wants you. And just that moment I was like, yeah, this is on. We're doing this. Um, oh my God. What a story. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's giving me goosebumps. That is so incredible and amazing. And, do you know what, like, this is what, uh, like, you're just like every other mum, you know, you are so down to earth, you're just so normal, like, again, this is, I just really want people to hear this message, because what you have experienced, you know, in terms of the dream, what you are creating in terms of your life, and your business, and your passion, your cause, is available to anybody, like, you, you're just like me. You're just like every other mum that is listening to this episode right now. Like, like, you know, you're no more, no less special than anyone else. Like it's, this is this, um, synchronization, this, um, you know, possibility and potential to just connect with your dreams and to just pursue it no matter what is available to everyone. And I love, like, I know that it's never easy to be vulnerable and to, you know, say I was doubting myself and I was, who am I to, you know, all those questions, but I'm so glad you shared that because 
we all go through it. Like people, like we all go through it. We all have that voice inside of our head when we're about to step into, I, I, I believe it comes really when we're about to step into greatness, whatever that looks like for anyone. We're about to step into greatness. That voice that comes in that says, uh, excuse me, who do you think you are to do this? Like, no, no, back in your box. You're just a mum. You can't, you know. And some of us listen to that voice and we, we stay small. And sometimes others of us listen to it and we step in and then, you know, but we're all, the voice is always there. So what is it? How, like, I mean, obviously you had this amazing dream, which I totally, the universe will always find a way to communicate with you. Maybe it's dreams. Maybe it's, um, you know, animals, like a lot of people find their symbolism, their synchronicity in coming across animals or weather or something to do with nature of some sort, but the universe will always find a way to communicate with you. But how did you, like, how do you really get past that voice that, cause I'm sure even though, you know, you're creating amazingness right now, I'm sure that voice still pops up. So what is it that you do? Like, how do you really, outside of dreaming the most amazing dreams, <laughs> you know, really get yourself to a place where you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to keep moving forward and stepping into what my potential is. Gemma, it is such a hard thing. And I think so many people, they stop because that voice inside their head, which isn't you, it's like you are the thinker of your thoughts. Like you have the power to step beyond that. And they stop. And um, I've got a quote that is front and center of my office. And every day I see it. And it's by the beautiful Elizabeth Gilbert. You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings. Like mm. I'm a, you have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings and what the uni, you know, you, the universe wants what you want, but it's no silver platter. It's like, well, yes. I've, worked really, I've worked really hard now, so it's not happening. So I, you know, I don't deserve it. But if you want it, if you really truly in every fiber of your being want it, you have to work for it. And it's yeah. not to say that it's hard, like, you know, yes. I, I'm, it's hard work. Like at the moment, I've just come off a live launch where, um, it's you know. It's different I've, hard though. It's not painful hard, is no, it? Like when no. you're so aligned and you're feeling, as you say, with every fibre of your being that you are absolutely doing what you're meant to be doing, it's not hard work like most people traditionally understand. No, that's it? it. That's exactly right. And mm. I think um, that I, uh, again, dropping another name, but Jim Fortin has really helped me. If anyone is listening out there that hasn't heard of him, have you heard of Jim Fortin? I, yeah, I worked with him last year. So I've done his, <laughs> yeah, I've done his coach. I did my husband yeah. and I did, I talk about Jim all the time. I did okay, his well, coaching program um, last year. He has, he, there's two people that in the last 12 months have been completely pivotal in helping me transform my life. And he is one of them. Marissa Peer is the other one. Yep. He is amazing, but please go throw more. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that he's also helped me. Sorry, Gemma, forgive, my, forgive me. No. Um, but he, um, he, for me, you've obviously spoken about this on the podcast so much, but you, you are not your thoughts. Yes. You're the of your thoughts. And I just think, that for me combined and like I probably my personality type I am very like I'm a determined you know Mm. person and I think once all those changes like back when I was teaching started Mm. happening I'm like I'm going to do something about this that's this is happening right now and you know and I think um that um like perseverance is something that um if you can stick with something and explore 
um, you know, and seek help and seek guidance and all of that sort of stuff. I think that's another really, um, cause you don't have to go it alone as well. I think that the second, like my first business and I'm, I'm saying failed in inverted commas cause I, I truly don't believe there's failure. I think that everything happens to prepare you for what's to come. But, um, after that I was doing it all by myself and now I've got like, a little crew of people that help and support me. I'm a part of a mastermind, uh, you know, like all of the things that just that elevates you. Um, and so surround yourself. Yeah. Surround yourself with those who want to lift you higher too, you know? Well, yeah. And I also say surround yourself with people that are going to reach down and pull you up. Like it's so, it's, you're so right. Like you don't have to go alone in this and there's so many different places to get inspiration and support from, like it's so important. Like it really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I've, I have talked a lot about Jim's work because I live and breathe Jim's work. It's <laughs> that forms part of my coaching when I work with people as well. And that, that concept of you're not the thinker of your thoughts is just a foundational element that is so important and it's so easily and readily available to anyone. You've got a worrying thought pop in your mind. You don't have to think it. You don't have to give it airtime. Like, you are another Jim Thornton quote is you are where your attention is. Like you are in your life where your attention is. So tell me, where is your attention? Like where is your attention on a day-to-day basis? Like in terms of what you're creating and life in general? Um, I think it might've been Jim that said this, but like, or might've been um, James Wedmore actually, but be who you want to be, not as you are. So if like, for me, I want to be a digital CEO. I want to be, I want to be somebody that encourages and inspires and uplifts this a community of women to um, bring playfulness and joy and imperfection and embrace that imperfection in their day-to-day life. And I invested in things before I was ready. I've done things like I've got a VA and I'm like an, like an online business manager. I, like I financially wasn't ready for those things, but acting like the person that I want to be has really helped move the needle and like allowed me to move forward and do all the things and like release my podcast, which that was a barrier for me, like the tech stuff. Like I think so many times we get um, bogged down in the tech, but there's just so many people out there, um, I guess, to help and support. And yeah, the thing is, it's interesting. Like we've talked about that. Yes, there are people out there, but you just like raise such an important point. And that is you have to leap before you're ready. And sometimes that is a financial commitment because that I'm telling you right now, there are really three reasons why people hold themselves back from pursuing their dreams. Not enough time. Mums will relate to the next one. Not enough energy and not enough money. And and then there's usually a fear attached. Like we're fearful of something too, but people do. And the thing is, as you say, be who, like be who you want to be. Don't act as you are, be who you want to be. Like you've got to step into that person. And Jim, another, let's stay with Jim for a little bit. One of the things Jim coaches on really closely as well, when people say, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough energy, I'm scared of this. He's like, well, you are living by your circumstances. And when you live by your circumstances, then you will repeat your circumstances. So don't have enough money, then you will continue to not have enough money. Don't have enough time, then you will continue to not have enough time. And you know, you do, it's requ- obviously required you to probably face a few fears and to really go, okay, all right. But is it fair to say that your purpose was and your vision was stronger than any of those fears 100%. that you had? A hundred percent, a hundred, a hundred percent. 
I feel like when you stand for something, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you, you know? And can we just go back to that thing you touched on about money? And I think that money thing is still, for me, that's a really massive block that I'm working for. But just yep. going to like, I know um, you wanted to touch on manifesting. I just cannot emphasize the power that that even can have in attracting money into your life. Like I know that there was one particular person that I really wanted to work with. We were talking about her off air and I had to have a certain amount of money to work with it. There was just no way it was coming from like predictable, a predictable place. And every night when I would go to bed, I would visualize this amount of money coming into me, you know, visualize this specific amount. I think it was like $258 or something relatively insignificant, but that was the amount. Yep. Guess how much money came to me, Gemma, after mm. doing that for like five days. Like sitting in your thing, I'm grateful, I'm happy, you know, um, I'm financially abundant, you know, money comes to me quickly and easily, I'm happy and grateful for everything I've received. Visualize the number, repeat times 10. Like within a few days, all of a sudden this random opportunity comes up to earn the exact $258 that was needed. So I think like what Jim says is just like so on point about like where your attention is, that's what you're going to be focusing yes. on. Yes. And if your attention is focusing on what you want, you will get it. Yes. Because you will actively, like every fiber of your subconscious will be working, like conscious, subconscious and conscious will be working towards getting that goal. Yeah, well, it's so true. And it's exactly how the, the everything works. Because what your mind says yes to, your body says yes to. And what your body says yes to, the universe says yes to as well. Like it's the whole energetic alignment. Okay, let's talk visualization. Because you've touched on it a couple of times. Yeah. I freaking love it. So tell, me <laughs> what, tell me what you visualized into reality. Other than that really cool, specific amount that you need specific. to work with. That's this, what I love that. This is another specific example, Gemma. Look, to be honest, I like, you know, um, so this whole entrepreneur work, like uh, visualizing, manifesting, like those terms are new to me. Mm. But, you know, like, and it was Carrie mentioned before, Carrie Green actually yep. was the one that introduced her book, She Means Business. And that's when I first came across it. And when she was explaining visualizing, I'm like, holy cow. Like, I've always done that my whole life. Like, I see things in my head as like the finished thing. Like I can't yep. work towards something unless I see how it looks as a big picture. And it was just like at university, I was the same. Unless I could see how those lessons were going to look in its totality, I couldn't work towards it. Um, and so like, this is a story um, and like maybe playfulness we'll touch on it a bit too. For my very first launch, um, I have, you know, obviously you just pour your heart and soul into this. Mm, and um, totally. I had a number in my head that I wanted, yep. like the outward number, the goal. So my initial goal was to welcome 100 women. But that was like my, like, you know, my, this is amazing. This might, yep. you know, and, but my, my, all my dreams have come true. It was um, 123. So it was yep. this really crazily specific thing. And again, every night for like eight months, I would go to bed um, and I wouldn't say this out loud to anyone because I didn't want anyone getting in my happy zone, getting in my visualization. But like, so outwardly, I was like, yeah, hundred of like, I really want a hundred beautiful women. I just would love to have those souls in my group to support and uplift and champion them and just, you know, embrace imperfect and all the rest of it. But, um, 123 every night I went to bed and I visualized in my head, um, a dad, like my mum and dad were, um, visiting during the launch time. Um, and I knew that they were always going to be coming up because they would like done that just so they could be an extra pair of hands for the kids. Every night I went to bed, I would picture myself in my kitchen, picking up my phone. Ah, the tears are going to come again. Oh. Picking up my phone and seeing on my, um, 
email like notifications that the number, so my little, um, you know, the play squad list and then the number 123, I felt it, Gemma. Every night when I go to bed, I like it. It, I knew how it felt. I knew what my husband's response was. I saw my mum and dad come and give me a hug and say, you did it, love, you know, whatever. Like every night, that was what, it, that was what I pictured when I went to sleep. And the luck, because it was the last day of the launch, um, the first launch, and um, we'd gone out on the, our boat in the morning because I had like all my, everything was all set up, ready, you know, all, like automated behind the background. And we came in after being at the boat all morning and we came into the kitchen and I picked up my phone off the bench and I took a screenshot of it because you know what the number was, oh 123. And it was like, I, it, I wasn't even surprised, you know what I mean? Because it was exactly as I had seen in my head. My husband came along, you know, like, and then mum and dad, put on your love, you know. How, like, the pictures, the brightness, the feelings, the emotions, their faces, everything. Like, for them, they were, like, Ugh. surprised. But I'm like, man, I've been here every night for eight months. Like, this is, you know? Like- I love it. Oh, my God, what a story. That is un- I was going to say unbelievable, but it's actually not because I know better. Yeah. Like, I know that yeah. this is how you manifest. Yeah. And why was it that? it was something you did every night. Was it because you were like, I'm, you know, I'm totally bringing this into my reality or was it more for you? Like this feels so nice to just visualize this and see this. Like what was it that kind of motivated you to every night spend just those few moments visualizing it all? Um, look, Gemma, um, something that I always say to my members is that I, this group that I've created is what I wish that I had when yeah. I was thick in the haze of three and the three. So when I, um, and my, like my manifesting visualizing has changed now because we, we do group chats. Like, so on a Zoom call, we do what we're doing now. But now when I visualize, I visualize, oh, I'm going to cry again. But I visualize the faces of the people that are there because they're real humans. And I think it's so easy. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and get caught up in the, you know, finance. And I need this money and I need that. But, but like your heart and soul, if it's not for, to serve, if it's, you know, like if the purpose oh. isn't bigger than you, like that for me was a hundred percent the motivator because this program exists because I'm so sorry. I'm so emotional. No, I, I love you. this. This I passion. Before this thing. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I wish that it existed because there were yeah. so many times that you see, and I'm, I, I maybe would start diving into this now, but we're living in an incredible world where we're more connected with ever than ever, but it's so curated Gemma and there's Pinterest and Instagram and perfection. And we are wearing this weight. We're wearing the weight of perfection on our shoulders. And like, I felt like motherhood is hard. And when Mm. you don't have like that, like for me, I, something that was so like pivotal to my early years with my kids was play hundred percent had to have it organizing, having my life structured in a way that would allow me to, you know, experience and um, help my children, but also connecting, like having those people around you to support you um, and like normalize normal because every day we are given messages about what normal and I'm saying, you know, in vertical, like normal is when, if you can just look at a mom's face, like me right now, I'm so mm-hmm. tired and you can say, oh, like, like you're in the trenches. You're actually, like you get it. And I feel like 
that's what I love socials. I love socials, but that's the only thing that it's just, and why another reason why I'm just so driven to get this message out because perfection is a unicorn. And what you see on Pinterest and thing is like a snapshot of a bigger picture. Um, I'm tangenting. I'm sorry. I do. No, I because I do want to get to your message because it's such an important message. It's an amazing message. It's what so many mums, I don't think they want to hear it. They need to hear it as well. Like they need to hear it because, and I, why do I say they need to hear it? Because I'm a mum that needs to hear it too. Like I'm a mum that needs to hear it, that needs to hear that what's really important in life is the simple stuff because we get so lost and it's interesting. Like we get so lost in creating more, which is such an interesting conversation to have about manifesting in general, but we get so focused on creating more that we lose touch with what we've got right in front of us. So let's go there. Let's go into your message about playfulness and simplicity and normality and imperfectionism and like how, I mean, I know, I know the answer, but the message is obviously because it was something that you were experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I look, I, the reason why I um, pulled back so much from Instagram, like, I don't know if anyone's seen my play space, but it's over the top. Like it is crazy because it's my zone. Like this yeah. is what I was like, you know, some people are doctors or, you know, um, yep. They, people have got all different jobs. This <laughs> is my job. This is where my energy is. My energy is here with my kids in this, um, in this room, which is why it looks the way it does. But I think that, and that's why I really am so passionate about, like, obviously this looks the way it does, but it doesn't need to. And for the first few years of our, pe- like my whole house fit into this room. And I just think, I can't remember what the question was, Gemma, about playfulness. Oh, just your message. Oh, no, keep talking. I just want yeah. to know how you, yeah. your message became so important to you. Like, how is it that playfulness and simplicity and imperfectionism is something that like, you feel so passionate about championing? Championing. Yeah. I just think a hundred percent because of the that weight that we're all experiencing with the social um, with this with just the social pressure. Like we are living in an incredible time now where we can see, um, you know, and 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 meet people from all over the world. But times of the day and times of your life that otherwise like people didn't have access to, like, you know, when you're at home by yourself, you're at home by yourself. Mm. But now when you're at home by yourself, oh, P.S., look what I'm doing. I'm doing all of these things. Are you doing these things? You know, and I think that messaging now and particularly for mums and particularly like first time mums that are just starting to work this out, it's this like almost you get this culture of this is what you need to do. And P.S., because we're good at doing the mummy guilt thing, P.S., if you're not doing it, you know, you were bad mum. Yeah. Yeah. You were bad mum. The mummy guilt, the mummy guilt gets us anyway. And so I feel like that, um, like that was the hundred percent, like the challenge that I've just ran was five, um, simple practical days to make a more playful home. And so many people were like, I came here for play ideas. Um, and then they left being like, Oh, now I want to get rid of all my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back to just to basics and presence. And like you said, like we are in this time of more, like I've got to have more, I've got to have yes. all the things instead of being like, oh my gosh, like look at this individual that I have in front of me yes. right now. Like look at this imperfect individual. Everyone's imperfect. Perfection is a unicorn. Perfection doesn't exist. But look at who I've got in front of me. And instead of trying to replicate all of the things out in the thing, being like, 
here you are. I see you right now as you are. I see who you are and going from there and yeah, and just yes. being present and grateful because far out, man, this motherhood gig isn't easy, but no, it's we're, not. we're lucky, you know. Can, can I just go somewhere with you as well? Because how do you then, because obviously, you know, you've got a successful business. You're, you are a digital CEO. Like, let's be frank here. So how do you then balance your time in your business with you know, your time with your kids. Cause that's, we got a lot of mums on here that are working, that are trying to run their own businesses that are trying to do that all. And you know, they're then when they're home, like, I, and, well, Hey, I'm going to be honest. This is probably more a question for me than anyone else. <laughs> like when we're home, like when I'm home, I struggle to then switch off. Like, and I, I do, I do feel guilty, not because of anyone else's expectations, but because for these beautiful children that are sitting here in front of me, but it's, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in all the places. So how do you get present to your children when they're there and then your business when it's here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, Gemma, you said like work-life balance. And I, like, for me personally, I look at work-life, like the integration of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mentioned like my mum had depression in his She's lived her life from victim mode. Everything, like if you do something she doesn't like, you're going to get like a whole whack of um, Mm. guilt is going to be whacked on you. Mm. Um, And so my message for my kids is I love you and you are so important, but you know what? So am I. I'm important too. I'm a human and I've got needs and my needs are to support and uplift and champion and inspire other people. Um, And like, so throughout my lives last week, my three-year-old was actually in the background um, as I was doing my lives. But before we went into it, and this is a whole integration, like it's not so much, okay, well, you know, these are the hours that I work. But yeah. like, I'm like, this is the time that mummy's going to have her lap. You know, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be talking to all of these people. But before like that even happens, let's fill up her bucket. So we're looking at, you know, making sure she feels loved and supported. And we had, um, you know, again, going back to this simple thing, but, um, and of course your kids are a bit older than mine, Gemma, but my three-year-old and I were like riding around the house on a broom, like, cause she loves horses. Like, come on, let's go. Like, my twins are, will be oh. three in June. So oh, yeah. you, okay. well, they're the go. ones so. that are home with me. Like they're the ones that are home with me and yeah. they're the ones that I want to be more present with. Like oh, I want to be yeah. more present. I want to be more playful, not just like for them, but also for me because yeah. I want to experience more of that present moment joy. I want to experience more of that present moment playfulness. Like yeah. I want that for me just as much as I want that for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm getting where you're going with this and it's so. And it's just connecting with them at their level. And I think so many people say, I don't like playing with my kids. It's boring and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's normal because they just want to do the same things over and over again. But I feel like what you said before about presence and being in the moment and being grateful for what's there. Like if we stop and and this is the like this jug, I'm not pretending I've got this down. I definitely do not. But just knowing that like, that work is, and again, I'll talk about, I'm so woo-woo, I'll talk about it in a minute, but just not like my work is coming, but right now, like my focus is, is you yeah. um, and just filling up that back end. And I, in my, and again, I'm so woo-woo, but I, I and the way I visualize this and to help, like help me do it because, you know, as mums and especially like us with lots of kids, you're used to multitasking all the mm, time. And yeah. so what happens is your presence is like your 50%, like you you're not doing anything well because you're doing yes. working at the same time as you're playing and you know, they don't actually, your kids don't actually get 
the full 100% and your work doesn't get the full 100%. Yep. But um, so what I do is I picture, um, and I can't remember who suggested this, one, someone that I've listened or read to, but picturing like your energy, and this is woo-woo, Gemma, sorry. No, should, no hello, you're on the Manifesting Month podcast. <laughs> it doesn't get much more woo-woo than this. <laughs> but visualising like, and I don't want to say tinsel, but visualising like an energy, like beam, I guess. Um, and so, ah, wait, wait, no, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. But, you know, having and, and seeing that energy, like, and, and actually putting it in a physical form of what you're doing. So, like, if you're trying to work, the energy is going there, but then the energy is also going there. So you've got two bits. And so what I do is, like, mentally in my head, I snip off the computer yeah. bit and then all of a sudden that energy comes back and then, you know. Oh, I love and then, that. And I think that that for me, again, I'm such a visual person and I'm a whole lot more woo-woo than probably what people realise. But um, mm. that for me, it just that presence it just really, really, really emphasises that. Um, so I'm more in the moment with my kids, yeah, and just doing oh. silly, simple things that they want to do and let them guide it and, and, you know, so you're not being – and I think that's the other thing too is mums, we tend – well, I def, I'm talking 100% from experience. Like we tend to try to like like direct everything and try to yes. be the boss and try – but actually what is more empowering and connecting for your kids is actually letting them lead and it might mean that you spend 15 minutes barking like a dog on the ground or sitting in a washing basket or, you know, like riding around the house on a broom. Yeah, But, you know, just... The thing is, though, and what I know, and I know, like, is when I do do that, when I engage with them at their level and I do that, I know how much joy that gives me. For me, it's just that taking that step to go into that space. So I love what you just said about the, you know, the cutting of the energy cord effectively yeah, between yeah. you and your work or you and your washing or because for me mm. it's not just like the work probably is okay but it's also more than everything else. Like it's <laughs> like I'm going to pick my daughter out from school in a couple of hours and we've got a little bit of time before we go to dancing and normally I'm like, okay, well, I better pull the washing in, do this, do that. And just having this conversation with you now has realised like she's been asking me just like, mommy, can we draw this? Can we do? And I'm like, no, you know, no, can't do this, can't do that. Giving her all the reasons because mummy's got to do the washing, I've got to do this, I've got to do that because, you know, mummy's got to work tonight and do all this sort of stuff and it leaves me, it does leave me feeling like shit, not again because I hate to please anyone else, but because she's so lovable and she's amazing and she's an absolute gift to me. And I can tell her that till the cows come home, but unless I actually show her that too, it's gonna, she's going to pick up on that. So it's just made me really accept that it's okay for me to put the other stuff to the side and just give her, like, she's only going to need 15 minutes of my undivided attention where I can just sit with her, draw with her, colour in with her, do what she wants to do and give myself, it's interesting, I just, it came to me then, like, I've got to give myself permission, like, give myself permission that it's okay, that I've, like, don't have to do all the other things, that what really matters is just being with her. And we know that, don't we? Like we do yeah. know that as mums, but it can be of hard course sometimes. We do. Of course it does. When you're in the, you know, in the haze of it, and let's be honest, the washing isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And especially if like me personally, um, I've got a really high mess tolerance. So like I feel calm when my house is in order. Um, but there, are, the majority of the time, there's at least three baskets of washing always to be folded. And it gets to the, the, the dire stage of mum, I don't have any socks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 
okay you know so i think it's it's so hard because you do have to know your limits as well yeah um, and that's something that it's just you know if you know that you're going to be stressed and everything about it then but i just think that bucket filling thing for the kids is just oh it's as you said you know it but time, yeah. like, I can tell 100% like my six-year-old because he's my really, he's such a good boy and he's just a, like, he just, he will do his brother's chores so I don't get mad. You know, like he's just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful human. And I know that if I haven't filled his bucket, the explosion that will happen from that, like it's mm. just, and it's so predictable. And when you really think about it, like of course they're acting like that because kids want attention. And if it's negative attention or positive attention, like, like they want you and they want oh your God, attention. You just so. really hit home a point oh. for me because um, we've two, well, almost three-year-old twins and <laughs> one of them, I know, it's, we're at a crazy time with them and one of them is highly emotional, really struggles to regulate. And the, you just made me realise, like it really hit home for me that, what he's really after is attention. That's going to make me cry now because oh. Nicky, like he's, he just wants attention. He just wants, yeah. he just wants us to be present with him, yeah. you know, and is what he's doing is, you know, it's, he's, he's just like, well, if you're going to give me negative attention, then I don't care. Just give me attention. Yep. You know, our babies need so much of us and it's okay not to be able to give it all to them. Like as you said, like you're important and I love you, but I love me too. And I'm important yeah. too. I think it's just trying to find that way to integrate right. both of our, our needs into our daily life. Like, Oh, such an important message. Really? <laughs> Can I tell you what we do, Gemma? This again, I'm very visual and might, you know, if it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we have little, uh, and it doesn't need to be fancy. Like, you know, I'm, I just keep hidden at home. It doesn't need to be fancy. We've got like a piece of paper for each of our kids. Like my branding is like pink, yellow, green, and blue, mm. because that's each of my kids' colors. Like that's uh, their, their yeah. favorite colors. Or the, yeah. um, but we have a, like a piece of paper that's stuck up on the thing. And it's just like, you know, such and such as like my eight-year-old's cup. And that's the thing. And then there's a couple of pegs on there. And, and then like when, um, we had that one-on-one -on -one time, we put a peg on the chart just to make sure that's like a visual reminder. Oh, you actually haven't had any one-on-one -on -one time and like one-on-one -on -one and, and like, you know, when yeah. you've got a billion kids like us, it's very challenging. Yeah. Just, and as you said, like that 15 minute thing, but just having that, like, okay, it's almost, that, and again, the twins are, um, at that really tricky age, but that for us really helped. Um, and also helped the others realize that it like, because jealousy is a real thing sibling mm, rivalry is a real totally. thing yeah. but you get your time you get your one-on-one -on -one time and when mummy's having one-on-one -on -one time with you know mr six that's his time just for you know yeah. just for him oh i love that i love the whole idea of just injecting so much more play into our lives so like you know what i don't even want to enter the end of this conversation but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah it's been amazing so far, but what can you share with our audience about, you know, God, so much I want you to share. I don't even know how to bring this down to one question, <laughs> but what can you share with our audience about injecting more joy, more play, more fun in a really simple way into our lives, not just for our kids, but for us too. I just think to let go. Oh. you know that like just dad you know that saying like dance like no one's watching you yeah. know like I, but mind you I, again personnel that's my palette like I'm one of those people that I'm singing if I hear a song in the in at the supermarket I, I sing it because I'm you know like you're just just being in the moment and appreciating that 
this moment will never be again. Mm. And I think that, um, I don't know, I, maybe I'm a big kid. <laughs> maybe I'm just like a giant kid, but I just, I don't know. It's like life is, can be hard. And I think every day we have a choice of whether or not we actually, you know, choose to let it be hard or choose to embrace you know, oh, riding around, that. riding around on a broomstick, pretending you. I'm so <laughs> riding around on a broomstick with my thing. I will send you. I trust me. I'll take a photo. I'll send it to you. I'm like totally doing it. Like just something. It's so because I do. I'll be honest with you. To just digress a little bit, we cleaned out our um, toy room on the weekend because it was just a disaster. Not that yeah. it was a mess. Like I'm not necessarily okay with mess. But it was just, we just had stuff that was much, just, yeah. just too much stuff. So we threw out this massive tub worth of worth of things. And it just makes you real, like, you, you, you then think, crap, what am I going to do now? And then you say something like, why don't you just ride a broomstick around your kitchen? I'm like, <laughs> All right, there you go. It can be, like, that's how simple it can be. Yeah. Like, to just have a small moment of fun and joy and playfulness. And you know what we always do too, Jim? Like, again, I'm a big kid. I'm a bit of a, like, I'm, I'm a dork, but I just, you know, I own it now. I'm just, this is who I am. But we, um, I don't know, this is like a good kid soundtrack, like a Moana or a, you know, yes. or a Frozen and just put it on and just like, um, just have a bit of a dance <laughs> and just let go. And just, I feel like for the kids too, because they do, um, like we love our families and so often our families get the worst of us because we're spread so thin yes. everywhere else. And so totally. I think that for them to see us as well, just letting go and really just being in that moment and letting go and embracing that imperfect chaos of the, you know, the moment of dancing or riding around. Oh, I love it though. <laughs> I totally, totally love it. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being on here with me. This has been an amazing conversation. I just feel so, Oh, I just feel so much easier now. Like just, I don't know. It's just so nice to like your passion. You know, you are totally on purpose and aligned. There is no doubt about that. Like it's infectious. Your energy is infectious, which is so amazing. And I know that's going to translate through this podcast as well. But thank you for, you know, being so passionate about that message and sharing that too, because even just this conversation now that we've had has helped me so much personally to just, I don't know, even like, on multiple levels, like also on, you know, just reaffirming because sometimes it's easy to doubt yourself. Like, you know, when you've done your visualization and things like that to still think, Oh, you know, maybe it's not going to happen. So it's always nice to really hear the beautiful stories of other people like yourself, you know, real women, you know, who are in the trenches with us all that are using these powerful abilities that we have within it like our superpower to see the future before it even happens is phenomenal but also just for being you know so amazing and leading this cause of helping us mums to inject more play more fun in a, such a simple way into our lives so thank you not just not just as the manifesting mum but thank you from one mum to another oh good on you Gemma thank you so much for having me I've had a great time this has been amazing you're a darling and good luck with the rest of your launch as well I know it'll be amazing but before we go people are going to want to find you they're going to hunt you down after this conversation (laughs) so where can they find you so they don't have to go searching far and wide where do you hang out most well um look it used to be Instagram uh, so uh, 
Instagram, I'm at Playful Little Learners. Um, I'm not on there as much anymore because I'm hanging out with my uh, squaddies, my Play Squad members over in my our private Facebook group. But um, I have just released our Play Squad podcast um, that's over on iTunes and my website, playfullittlelearners.com.au. Oh, I love it. People are going to want to connect with you. You know what? Even though you're not still on Instagram as much, if you're not following Amy, go and follow her because if you just, I mean, first of all, your feed just is so vibrant. It just makes me feel, every time I go and visit it, just makes me feel good. Like I love it. So go and check it out. There's so much valuable information in your feed. People will get lost in there for hours. It is easy to get lost in Amy's feed for hours because it's just got so much amazingness in there. But your website, I can attest to the fact that, and please, if you haven't, go and sign up to be on Amy's email list as well. Like it's just a must for any mums out there with young kids. Head on over to the website. We'll drop everything into the show notes so people can go and find that information. Anyway, that is it for us for today. So thank you for joining us for this what has been an amazing episode. I know you'll love it. I can't wait to get your feedback on this episode. But until the next episode, have a beautiful day wherever you are. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love you to subscribe, rate and review over on iTunes. See you at the next episode.